Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at mysterious mutilations. That's correct, mysterious mutilations. Now, this article comes to us from the Journal Plains. You can find it at highplainsjournal.com here. The title says, Mysterious Mutilations, Who or What is Killing These Cattle? Looks like it's by Lacey Williams. Now, it was written October 28, 2022 with an update on November 1st, 2022. And it seems that cattle mutilations are back in the news. They go on, they start the article off, and she says, In the mid-1990s, when Eli Honrick of Rayton, New Mexico, first stumbled upon a dead calf with his tongue, eyes, and reproductive organs removed, and completely devoid of blood, this haunting scene would become one he would discover another 40 times over the next 30 years, with the most recent death occurring in 2022. He is now in his 70s and has been ranching his entire life and says these cattle mutilations are unlike any other deaths he has seen. So we're talking about cattle mutilations. We're talking about cattle mutilations witnessed by a a cattle expert. This guy's a rancher. He's been ranching his whole life. He's in his 70s now. And as she says... He's come across over 40 of these mutilated cattle. They they really appear to be ritualistically mutilated. Now, ritualistically, in what way? Some sort of religious way? Or more than likely, in some sort of a, a almost scientific way? They're just taking these things. They're doing what they will to them in a ritualistic manner. In other words, it's the same way every time. starts off, it says... When you find one, you know what it is immediately, Henry said. People will try to play it down as a natural death or coyotes, but it is completely different. Now, now let me explain something to you. As someone that lives in a rural area, a coyote weighs maybe 40 pounds. I don't know. If even that, they're tiny. If you've got uh, a German Shepherd, that's a lot bigger than a coyote. A husky is a lot bigger than a coyote. A coyote could kill a small dog. Um, yeah, they're feisty. But they're feeding on rabbits and small prey. They love to eat turkey eggs, that sort of thing. They're not a wolf, okay? We're not talking about uh, a, a canine that weighs 100 to maybe 140 or even some of those really big wolves, I guess, now get up around 200 pounds. This, we're talking about coyotes. It, it just would not be possible for even a pack of coyotes to bring down a healthy cow. They, they, they're not even going to attempt to because they don't want to get injured in the process. Even your wolves aren't going after cattle. They're going after sheep. Uh, they're going to hunt elk in their natural habitat, but they're going to go after the easiest prey around. Now, maybe if something was injured, if that cow was laying there dead, a coyote might go after it. But the, the idea that we've got these you know packs of wild coyote that are uh, hunting cattle, uh, I, like I said, I, re- I live in a rural area. Maybe they could take a calf now and then, a whole pack of them. But they're not, they're really not, you know, looking for these full-grown cattle to hunt. So he's right about that. 
Gazzani says, Heinrich's experience with these unexplained deaths is not unlike the thousands of other reports made by ranchers over the last 50 years. And that thousands of reports. Mutilated cattle are often found missing are often found missing body parts of no commercial value such as ears, tongues, udder, brains, eyes, or reproductive organs, and there are no teeth marks. These animals have been sliced with what some call surgical precision. Well, first off, if you're out in the middle of the desert out here, the semi-arid areas where the, this, these herd cattle mutilations are taking place, why would you why would you cut off the tongue and the and the uh, eyes and the sex organs and leave all the meat? Well, what would be the point? Secondly, you know, recently we've had this talk about the impending uh, report from the Pentagon about the UFO sightings, and they list 400 sightings, 366. Well, what about all the thousands of sightings that are, that are being reported by the public every day? And what about all these cattle mutilations? Why aren't the cattle mutilations ever addressed in any of these UFO hearings? It says sometimes their bodies are drained of blood, bones are broken, scavengers avoid the carcasses, and the medicinal smell is reported at some kill sites. Additionally, some animals have been found to have strange substances in their blood, such as barbiturates, mescaline, anticoagulants, and potassium cyanide. You know, if we're to believe that the satanic cow tippers are out there doing this, these, you know, roving band of idiots torturing and killing cattle out in the middle of nowhere, uh, they've got quite a medical kit they're taking with them. Oftentimes there are no tracks around the animals, even from the bovine itself, and strange lights or helicopters are frequently reported by witnesses. Now I wonder if these a lot of times we're talking about these helicopters being witnessed, but I wonder if a lot of the times if those aren't actually just UFOs and people uh, just use the word helicopter to explain away what they've seen. That makes more sense to me, actually. It says, It sounds like an episode of the X-Files, but for the rancher and investigators who experience these scenes, it's all too real. Chris O'Brien, noted cattle mutilation investigator and author of several books on the topic, said cattle mutilation hit a peak in the 1970s. At its height in October 1975, there were eight different states that reported mutilations in the same time frame, O'Brien explained. In Colorado, Governor Richard Lamb called it the greatest outrage in the history of Western cattle raising. Mutilations have been reported across the U.S. and the world for decades, but O'Brien said the Rocky Mountain states, including Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado, and New Mexico, have seen the highest number of cases. Other states with numerous reports include Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Utah, and Texas. But now the epicenter seems to be migrating to Oregon, where 21 cases have been reported on at least at, in a, the last six years. Now, I can say this is somebody from the rural Midwest, without going any further and risking doxing myself. But the thing is, the cattle industry's changed a lot. And uh, there used to be a lot more cattle uh, raised in small operations across the Midwest. What you're seeing is, is a lot of those farmers, uh, maybe because they get older, because the farms have begun to uh, basically uh, just become more concentrated. You have fewer farmers uh, farming uh, lots more acres and the equipment's a lot bigger. So you have farmers now that pretty much either specialize in raising livestock or specialize and just growing grains. Most of your livestock is raised in what people would call factory farms, as far as the pork and chicken, poultry go. The cattle, uh, they still raise those in open ground, and especially the cow-calf operations. You really can't raise, you know, thousands of baby cows piled on top of each other 
uh, their immune systems just wouldn't handle it. So they still raised those, uh, you know, on rangeland, you would say. But a lot of the a lot of this the cattle has been moved into the big feedlot operations. It's becoming more concentrated, just like everything else. So I think part of the reason that you're not seeing as many uh, cattle mutilation reports coming out of the Midwest is because maybe there's just aren't as many free-range cattle out here. But there's still a lot of that goes on in the western states. So where the cattle are, that's where the mutilations are happening. Okay, I don't think it's that it's so much that uh, the phenomena is shifting or that it's becoming less. If anything, I think it's becoming more. But it's just that you're seeing the mutilations where the cattle are. Makes sense. It goes on. It says mutilations have been reported across the U.S. and the world for decades. But O'Brien said the Rocky Mountain states, including Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado, and New Mexico, have been have seen the highest number of cases. And then he goes on here. He says, uh, but now the epicenter seems to be migrating to Oregon, where 21 cases have been reported in the last six years. O'Brien estimates 10,000 mutilations have been reported, and in total, but he re- but he believes that figure is conservative in comparison to the number of actual mutilations. He ventures a guess that only about 1 in 10 are actually reported. He believes the stranger the case, the less likely it is to be reported. It's the exact same thing we see with UFO encounters and sightings. How many times have people seen something that would qualify as a UFO sighting, but they don't report it? They figure, why bother? Or maybe they think somebody would make fun of them. And sometimes if you really get to talking to people about this stuff, you meet a lot of people that have not just had sightings, they've had encounters. Now, I haven't really personally interacted with people face-to-face who've had abductions, but I've had a lot of people talk to me you know, on a one-on-one basis, will tell me about something they saw or something they saw, you know, up close that really startled or frightened them. They didn't report it. In fact, they more or less wanted to forget it. And I think that's what's going on with all these cattle mutilations. These, especially in these ranches where the cowboy comes across these things. Hey, just write it off as a lost animal and let's move on to the next. Why do I need to spend a half a day talking to law enforcement? It goes on and says... O'Brien became fascinated with these mutilation cases in the early 1990s when he was living in Colorado, San Luis Valley, a hot spot for mutilation cases. He said he has been involved in the investigation of 200 cases working closely with the police. That's a lot. One guy's involved in 200 cases. I mean, that is a bunch. I was very intrigued by it because there are these are the only blood-based mysterious serial serial events, and they leave behind thousands of pounds of physical evidence, he said. The more I started researching and digging into it, the more I was compelled to try to figure it out. But the more you know about this stuff, the less sense it makes, and the more more confusing it becomes. Well, that's true. If you approach this from the idea that UFOs don't exist and that there's nothing paranormal involved here, it does become more and more confusing because the, dig- the, the more you dig into the evidence, the more evidence you're presented with, the more you recognize that these, these cattle mutilations can't possibly be carried out by something terrestrial. He says, one case that sticks out to O'Brien as particularly bizarre was a mutilation he investigated in March of 1998 in Colorado. 
a rancher found a young calf that was missing its right front leg. Its spine was removed from the neck to the hips, and the brain was removed with no break in the cranium. It also had a slight medicinal odor. O'Brien said two separate witnesses made reports of strange lights in the area on the night the animal was killed. He even consulted a veterinarian who said he could not explain what happened to the calf. Now, if you've ever done any kind of hunting, or if you've ever, if you've ever worked in a butcher shop, or if you've ever processed an animal to eat, you have an idea that there's a little bit of work involved in taking the spine out of an animal. There's some finesse involved to be able to renew to be able to remove the brain from the skull without cracking the skull itself. This is some strange stuff that's going on here. And if you've ever been involved in butchering an animal, you know, getting your meat, I mean, uh, my apologies to the vegetarians out there, but it's a messy business. And usually you end up with blood all over the place. And it's work. And so what they're describing here is highly technical labor-intense activities that are leaving little or no traces. It's just not possible for a person to come in here and do this. Like we talked about the two butchers that were involved, that were on the YouTube video, and they said there's no way that these guys are professional butchers their whole life. They said there's no way we could go in and butcher that animal right where it lay like that and not leave any blood behind. It's just not humanly possible. Just like the UFOs. Whatever's doing this is not conforming to the laws of physics. He goes on, he says, There was absolutely no blood, and the heart and liver were expertly excised, but left in the body cavity, O'Brien said. That's the first thing scavengers would go for, but no birds or animal would go near it. We noticed the spine had been taken out in an upwards manner, and because of the way the cut was performed on the front leg, it would have been impossible to remove the spine that way. To me, that was a truly paranormal case. So you have to ask yourself, are they lifting these things up into a spaceship and then just suspending this poor animal there, you know, in midair inside this ship while they do all these terrible things to it? It says, David Perkins, a reporter and author, stumbled upon these mysterious mutilations in the mid-1970s when he became a suspect in a case in Colorado's Herfano Valley. Perkins was new to the area and called the sheriff when he found a dead cow with its rectum carved out in a perfect circle. Udders cut off, the bottom part of the jaw missing, and one eye and ear removed. Eventually, the sheriff cleared Perkins as a suspect, and the two developed a partnership in investigating mutilations. He has examined 60 mutilations in various stages of decompositions over the last 50 years. Well, do you want to know why people don't report these things? There's your answer. They don't want to be a suspect. I, I mean... Think about this. Some poor ranch hand, does he have $30,000, $40,000 to go out and hire an attorney if he gets accused of mutilating one of these animals and has to go into court and prove his innocence in front of 12 dingbats? I mean, you know, they've got a point. It says, Perkins said that the strangest case he has examined happened near Dulce, New Mexico in 1978. Dulce, does that ring a bell? It should. He said both he and the police agreed it looked like this cow had been dropped from a great height. Now, Dulce, that's where the rumored underground base is. All kinds of weird stuff going on there. We've talked about Dulce on the podcast before. We've also talked about these 
cattle looking as if they've just been lifted up off the ground because there's no tracks and then frequently drop back on the ground. Sometimes quite a ways from where they were at originally is what it appears like. And sometimes they end up with these broken bones. It says it was basically splattered and splayed out. Perkins said, it appeared its back leg was broken and it looked like it had fallen on its side and one horn was sort of driven back into its skull like it fell with great force. There were little blood, there were little specks of blood on its hooves like it had fallen through a mist of blood and it had clamp marks on the backs of its ankle like it had been held up by something. It's almost like these things are being picked up they're being levitated into the spacecraft, maybe held in zero gravity while these entities, whatever these horrible things are, mutilate this poor animal. We can only hope it's dead by then. They have their way with it, do whatever it is they're doing to them. All these kind of strange, you know, as they say, high-precision incisions. And then they just drop that poor animal back on the ground, done with it, like it's a piece of trash. No concern for the people involved, no concern for the animal. Please don't tell me how these are all peace-loving, let's-all-get-along creatures from another planet. I'm not, I'm not buying it. It goes on, it says, It was basically splattered and, sp and splayed out. It appeared its back leg was broken, and it looked like it had fallen on its side, and one horn was sort of driven back into its skull, like it fell with great force. There were little specks of blood on its hooves, like it had fallen through a mist of blood. And it had clamp marks on the backs of its ankle, ankles like it had been held up by something. But what do the veterinarians have to say about those events? Perkins said veterinarians are in a, are in, are in a complicated position when it comes to these cases. There's a certain stigma associated with this stuff, he explained. The vets have tried to stay away from it because this is a lose-lose for them. They can't really come up with an answer, and if they verify it, they're suspect. They don't really have a lot to gain by going out and identifying a true mutilation. Well, no, they don't want to give up their high-paying job, and most of these guys are licensed and certified by the state. If they say something that the powers that be don't like, they can take away their license, their certifications, and they're not a veterinarian anymore. They're just a guy that went to school for eight or ten years. He says, but what do the veterinarians... Uh, there's a certain stigma associated with the stuff he explained. The vets have tried to stay away from it because this is a lose-lose for them. Yeah, we know that. Perkins has been working with O'Brien to collect reports is that, that are extremely thorough and verified by ranchers, law enforcement, and veterinarians and demonstrate cases that are not natural predations goes on and says, possible explanations for these mutilations fall into several categories. Many believe they are either due to predators, government experiments, satanic cults, or extraterrestrials. Listen, we can rule out predators. That's not what a predator kill looks like. Government experiments, well, yeah, but it would be an awful lot of work to go out and pick up some random cow when the government has uh, bio labs and animal labs all over the country, and they're doing experiments on critters all the time. We found that out. We learned about uh, Fauci's beagles over in Africa being tormented. So there's, they have no problems doing experiments on animals, and a lot of those experiments aren't very nice. So I find it hard to imagine the government would go to the trouble of flying a helicopter out to the middle of the desert, out to the middle of the timber in Oregon to do this. Satanic cults. You know, I think you're giving the satanic cults way too much credit here. That would take an awful lot of work for the 
Satan worshiping cow tippers to get on their four wheelers and get out there and do this without leaving any tracks. It just does not seem at all reasonable. And then it says extraterrestrials. Possibly, but I think they left out one, and that would say interdimensional or extradimensional, however you want to say that. Now, putting those four in the same sentence is shocking, but so are the nature of these deaths. It says, they say when you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. Therefore, many believe there is no conspiracy or culprit to pursue in these cases. Additionally, O'Brien, Perkins, and other experts are quick to admit many cases are merely due to scavenger activity. Well, let's talk about those cases then. Let's, let's, do some, let's, let's collect some data, and let's analyze the data. And let's not just mix stuff together and try to soft sell an easy answer. Out of 200 cases I've investigated, about 20% of them are highly unusual, Brian said. Of those, about 8 or 9 are unexplainable. That's his opinion. In my opinion, if you find a dead cow and there's no blood and there's no tracks around it, that's enough to make it unexplainable. Just saying. It says those in the non-conspiracy camp believe the missing body parts in these cases could be the result of dehydration or scavenger activity. Once again, where are the tracks? After all, insects often target soft tissue. Another less macabre explanation for the absence of blood in these deaths could be that the blood was either consumed by scavengers, absorbed into the ground, or evaporated. This is more nonsense. We have all kinds of pictures of these things. The blood wouldn't be absorbed into the ground. Okay, it would be soaked into the ground, and as it did that, it would change the color of the soil. These are happening on sandy soil, a lot of them. If that blood drops there, the blood's going to dry up, it's going to coagulate, it's going to clot, it's going to turn dark, dark red, you're going to be able to see. It looks like a crime scene, not a natural death. It goes on, it says... One of the major reasons the government is often suggested as a responsible party for the mutilations is that hundreds of helicopter sightings that have been reported around mutilation sites and the military claims they have no flight records for most of those reports. I wonder, were they actually helicopters? You know, really, were they? I estimate that about 15% of the cases we have on record have helicopter involvement, O'Brien said. But, but do you have any proof of that? Or are these... Are what they think are helicopters, are these simply just another UFO sighting? Some point to satanic cults as a guilty party of these mutilations, which is partly due to the satanic panic of the 1980s. Many crimes in the 80s were blamed on satanic cults, but the majority of those accusations proved to be false. Another contributing factor was the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosive Report, which surmised that devil worshippers were committing the mutilations, although there has never been evidence to support that claim. It is it is also hard to imagine cultists wrangling a 1,400-pound animal with no noise or food or footprints left behind. I just can't see those guys running around out there in their black robes chasing these cattle down without leaving prints. However, I will say that the entities doing these cattle mutilation may be satanic in nature. They certainly are leaving all the marks. I just don't think that they are human Satan worshippers my opinion. It's almost impossible for an amateur to be able to duplicate these cuts. Oh, it's not almost. It, it, it's completely impossible. Let's just be honest. An amateur's an, an amateur, okay? An amateur's a person without experience uh, butchering an animal. An amateur. An amateur's not going to be able to go out there and take that spine out. An amateur's not going to be able to go out there and remove the brain from the skull 
without cracking the skull. An amateur is not going to be able to uh, separate the hearts and lungs from the rest of the body while leaving the bo- those parts inside the body without spilling blood anywhere. That's not something an amateur is going to be able to do. It says another popular explanation often brought up is the possibility these mutilations could be done by extraterrestrials. Both O'Brien and Perkins believe this to be the least likely of the schools of thought. Based on what, might I ask? Based on what? If you follow the law of parsonomy, that is the easiest, the, the, the simplest explanation is probably the right explanation. You would immediately say this is something non-human, non-terrestrial. Pretty simple. We can't explain it with humans. We can't explain it with the government. You can't explain it with predators. Something strange is happening here. Uh, It says, there are investigators who feel that's the only answer that can explain all this, but it doesn't make sense to me, O'Brien said. Well, just because it doesn't make sense to you doesn't mean it doesn't make sense to somebody. However, Perkins said, the answer to this mystery is not clear at this point. Extraterrestrials cannot be ruled out. Probably 50% of the people I talk to in the areas where these mutilations have happened say it could be aliens, Perkins said. But from my point of view, it's all a long shot. O'Brien believes the mutilations could have a connection to testing for mad cow disease, while Perkins brings up the possibility for testing of radiation. At the end of the day, no one... At the end of the day, no one theory is a perfect fit to explain these cases, and that is one of the most intriguing aspects of these happenings. Now listen, let's just be honest and have an adult conversation here. The notion that the government is going to go to the trouble of picking up a random cow with a helicopter. Now, that, that helicopter is making all kind of rotor noise and swash. When you watch one of these videos on TV when they're out hunting hogs down in Texas and those choppers... What are the hogs doing? Well, the guy's shooting at them. The hogs are running. In Africa, when they try to dart one of those critters out there on the on the savannah out there, what are those critters doing? They're running. They hear the helicopter. They get out of there. They immediately sense danger. Do you think that that cow is going to sit there and do nothing while this helicopter is buzzing around over top. I mean, you know how much noise a chopper makes? Drops down a rope, somehow uh, circles a rope around this cow without any human help, and then, you know, uh, cranes this cow back up into the chopper, and then whisk it off to some secret government underground lab and do radiation experiments. That, I, I don't mean to be insulting, but the thought that that's happening... You could call it childish. I would call it idiotic. Okay? It's just stupid. There's no way that cow's going to sit there while somebody flies a chopper over it and drops a rope down around it to carry it off. So let's just quit with all the nonsense. You don't have to say, well, I believe in UFOs or I don't believe in UFOs. But please, please, please don't, please don't, please don't dump all these, all this craziness on me. Just say something terrible's happened to the cows and we've got no idea what's doing it. He goes on and says, I can win any debate about these mysterious cattle deaths if I'm playing the devil's advocates. No, you can't actually. No matter what you come up with as an answer, there's there are cases that don't fit in that particular scenario. 
The federal government has conducted two independent investigations into cattle mutilations. Well, those were a joke. With totally different conclusions, the BATF began an investigation into the mutilations of the early 70s to see if they could be connected to unidentified flying objects. Oh, I'm sure they're going to give us the answers on that. BATF agent Donald Flickinger headed up the investigation. The findings showed no connection to UFOs, but found some cattle had been tranquilized and showed signs of being given anticoagulants prior to their death. And pretty common. The agency was unable to hold anyone responsible for the mutilations, but Fleckinger dis- later distributed a memo that was forever as- that has forever associated mutilations with satanic cults. Well, the drones weren't available, so they had to blame it on the satanic cults. I mean, do we even have that many satanic cults in this country? Come on. The UFO enthusiast convinced him to write a letter and send it to all the sheriffs in the country to be to be on the lookout for cultists or devil worshippers who were doing the mutilations, O'Brien said. The theory gained quite a bit of notoriety, and still to this day, people are touting that as the potential cause of these cases. After a decade of high concentration of mutilations and pressures to explain the events, the Federal Bureau of Investigation launched Operation Animal Mutilation in New Mexico in 1979. The investigation was headed by ex-FBI agent Keith Rommel and determined a majority of the mutilations were predator attacks, although certain cases could not be explained. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police also disagreed with the FBI's explanation of the deaths after years of investigating mutilations in Canada. I find it difficult to understand how Roma could make a statement such as this without ever having personally witnessed a real mutilation firsthand, said RCMP investigator Corporal Lennon Labble. I would like to see Rommel write off our confirmed cases as due to predators. At the time, some of the FBI reported some of the FBI report I pointed to the rancher's state of mind when attempting to explain the cases. Collective delusion has been the main go-to theory of the authorities, Perkins said. In other words, you're all crazy. These cows here, yeah, they're not really mutilated. This just happens all the time. The Romo report stated that ranchers <clears throat> and were so economically stressed that they lost their minds and go out and look at a natural death and suddenly say this one's mutilated. To me, that's really insulting to the ranchers. Regardless of who or what is causing these deaths, the financial loss for the producers like Henrik is palpable. You figure two to three percent natural death loss from cattle to the <clears throat> to the time you sell, but when you start having phenomenal deaths loss, how do you manage taking ten percent out for mutilations? Honick said. While Brian believes that some believes at some point data will overwhelm the strange nature of mutilation, Perkins is unsure if the mystery of these deaths will ever be resolved. Considering how long the mystery has lingered, fear of the unknown trumps all the other concerns. If an unfamiliar noise awakens you in the night, it can be transferred into a million petrifying possibilities until the moment your cat reveals itself as a perpetrator. This is more of this writing to us like we're children. You know, oh... That cow laying there mutilated with no blood in it, with the precision cuts, uh, which has been ritualistically mutilated, no tracks around it, no blood, that's nothing different than uh, your floor creaking at night or your cat walking across your bed. So don't worry. Go back to sleep. It says, but without an answer, these mutilations are similar to a thief in the night, anonymous, confounding, and frightening to those to those in their wake, and they will remain that way until the answers are uncovered. 
That was a decent article with kind of a sing-song ending. What's really happening is we have thousands upon thousands of cattle uh, which are being mutilated, which is a crime. So we have uh, repeating serial criminals which are torturing and killing animals, leaving no traces of how they got to the crime scene or how they left the crime scene, doing things that are physically impossible for humans or animals on earth to do, leaving the evidence behind in plain sight, showing complete disregard and disrespect for man and animal alike, and yet we are told to go back to sleep. Not me. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out. Thank you.